Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Everything we have is by grace, but if you want to see it manifested in your life, it's going to be through faith. Yeah, that's it. Now listen to this now. The highest level of faith is rest. And here is the issue. We have got to move from doing to try to get God to do. And we've got to come to the place where it's done and I enter into the rest. See, here's the deal. If you don't rest, God won't work. And if you decide you're going to do the work, then God will take the rest. And so... I can't afford to have God to be resting when I need him to be working, so I got to learn how to rest so he can do the work. For a whole lot of Christians, I mean the happiest time of heaven is when you go to sleep. Because he says, hey, fellas, let's get the job. We can finally do something now that they're out of the way. They're asleep. You know, the Bible says he'll give us sweet, sweet sleep. There's another translation I read that said he'll give to you while you're asleep. In other words, he's going to prepare the upcoming day. If you'll rest in him, he'll take care of what's getting ready to take place, and you can truly get up the next morning saying this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it because I am resting. To rest doesn't mean to cease from working. To rest means while I'm working, I have the confidence and the assurance that it's already a done deal. So now we've got to learn how to rest in the finished works of Jesus Christ. We've got to learn how to rest in what Jesus has already done. We've got to learn how to rest in what he's accomplished 2,000 years ago. Yeah, I'll say that. That is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is not you getting the devil in the headlock and, 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 and no, that ain't, that's not it. Spiritual warfare is when you stand and rest on what Jesus has already accomplished and you refuse to move. And the enemy comes, and he, he comes with all kinds of things to try to get you to step off what you believe, and you say no. He comes, and he tries to challenge you and say, well, you know, you, you're not healed. Look at the pain is still there. You say, no, I'm still healed. Spiritual warfare is maintaining your stance in the victory that Jesus died and shed his blood to obtain. It is not Spiritual warfare is not you trying to obtain victory. Spiritual warfare is you maintaining obtained victory. 
you you holding on to what's already been what's already done, what's already has been accomplished in your life. So that's the highest level of faith entering into this rest, entering into this place. And, and you know, sometimes you have to. Um, and the scripture says there there may be required labor to enter. And what does that look like? Right in the midst of things. You're going to have to, oh, God, I'll just give you praise. Oh, Father, I thank you for your word. Oh, yeah, your word says this. Oh, God, I understand what your word says. And eventually, an ease will come over you. So there may be some, some, some labor to enter into that rest. Sounds like oxymoron. Labor to enter into that rest. But I have learned that is the key to everything. A key to everything. 2012, 2013, the, the devil had a, had a target painted on me, it seems like. And it seems like one thing, one thing after another thing, after another thing, after another thing, after another thing. And I had a lot of, a lot of folks, especially my spiritual mom and dad, I couldn't sneeze without them calling and say, we're here. Hold on. Just all around the world call and say, now what God is getting ready to, to, to do with you, hold on. Don't, don't even let that move you. Don't let that move you. I mean, even to the point where I had I had uh, been diagnosed with an aggressive form of prostate cancer, and the guy sat down and said, "We better hurry up and do something because this is really aggressive." And and God says, "Rest in me, I got you. Rest in me, I got you." Then there was a a, a guy who was a uh, you know praying in tongues, leading corporate prayer, and got shot. He says, "I got you, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you." Everything that we went through, I mean, even. Even, 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 even recently, when my wife and girls were all in in an airplane uh, a week before Thanksgiving, and an, an accident took place on the runway, uh, landing gear broke, nose gear came off, leaked uh, five gallons of gas and uh, fuel out of that airplane, and and I was just so thankful when I got there. My family was 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 in the arms of God. They're alive and well today because of this mighty grace. But then there comes a time. Well, that's it. And I believe that each of you will have the opportunity to step out of some situations and declare, not by what you read, but declare by what you know, his grace is sufficient for me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So I've learned that the most valuable lesson that a, that a ministry can have is to learn how to trust God sounds so elementary, doesn't it? Learn how to trust God. Real change takes place in your life when your focus is on Christ in you. As I explained in today's product offer, changing how you see yourself. You can't focus on your gifts, talents, and abilities. Genuine transformation across the board, ladies and gentlemen, in every area of your life comes when you focus on Christ in you which is the hope of glory. So will you allow him to live his life through you? I don't care how big of a mess your life is today. You can change. Reach out to us today and get a copy of this entire series and learn what it means to focus entirely on Jesus. And whatever is wrong, he will make it right. Praise God. Imagine receiving a gift you didn't deserve, a job you didn't apply for, a promotion you didn't see coming. I'd like to be able to be in a position to get the good that I don't deserve. 
In God's great system, His grace grants us favor we could never earn. Grace is not sin. You're either going to depend on self-effort, depend on what you can do, and depend on your work, and only get what you work for. Or you're going to trust God. Creflo Dollar's powerful two-part message, Favor is on My Side, reveals how God delights in showering you with unearned, undeserved blessings. He'll show you what happens when you realize God is working on your behalf and unveil the peace that comes when you position yourself to receive God's awesome grace and favor. Request this life-changing teaching today, and we'll also send you Creflo Dollar's four-part series, Grace Unleashed, and his book, The Triumph of Righteousness, all for a specific gift to the ministry. Or for a gift of any amount, we'll simply send you Creflo Dollar's teaching, Favor is on My Side. You've gone long enough trying to earn God's favor. Stop and learn how to receive it freely. Contact us today for this inspiring collection and begin living the life you've always wanted, a life of power and blessing. Soon you'll be saying with confidence, God's favor is on my side. Ladies, stop everything. You deserve a break. Leave it all behind and escape with your sisters to a breathtaking getaway in beautiful Destin, Florida. It's about embracing you. At Taffy Dollar's Women's Retreat this September 25th through 27th at San Destin Golf and Beach Resort. This is your time to relax, refresh, and rejuvenate yourself in the Word with dynamic speaker and teacher Beth Moore. Contemporary Christian artist Jordan L'Oreal and stimulating workshops and activities galore. Two unforgettable nights of great fellowship and pure fun, September 25th through 27th at Happy Dollars Women's Retreat in Destin, Florida. You need it. You deserve it. Don't miss it. Register today. Tune in online every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit CreploDollarMinistries.org. Click the Join Us Live at the Dome button and get fed the Word of God. Thank you so much for your continued support of this ministry. It is because of people like you that we are truly able to make a difference in the world. Take a look at what you've made possible.
would like to support our global missions efforts, consider becoming a 2020 Vision Partner with Creflo Dollar Ministries. Together, we can share the love of Christ, break the back of spiritual poverty, and bring healing to millions of souls worldwide. You can become a 2020 Vision Partner by visiting us online at missions.creflodollarministries.org. We look forward to partnering with you today. When visiting New York and Atlanta, join Creflo Dollar at World Changers Church International. Service times are Saturdays at 6 p.m., Sundays at 10 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. For more information, visit us online at CreflodollarMinistries.org. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Your love and financial support make it possible for this broadcast to be seen and heard in multiple languages. This month, for a donation of any amount, the Word Network will send you this unique necklace. Rediscovered after 2,000 years on Mount Zion, this stunning design is believed to have been used by the first messianic church. The ancient symbol of a menorah and a fish interlaced together to form the Star of David was found etched in artifacts used by the early church of Jewish and Gentile believers. Paul says in Ephesians 2.14, For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Celebrate the foundation of your faith. Call now on this beautiful necklace will be rushed to you immediately. Call 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. You can write us at Word Network Church, 2733 West 10 Mile Road, Southfield, Michigan, 48075, or simply go online to thewordnetwork.org and click the Donate button. Thank you for your continued support and partnership. Because of you, we're sending the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. And he said, the sole justification for your existence on this earth is to lead another person to the Lord. Catch the inspiration of Joseph Prince next on The Word Network. Pick up your smartphone or tablet and follow The Word Network on Twitter. Go ahead. Join the conversation and be a part of the family. Follow us and we'll follow back. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. God wants you to reign! Hello, I'm Wendy Prince. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. Before we begin the study of God's Word, I want to tell you about a brand new series from Joseph titled, Inheriting God's Best. The Benefits of Your Righteousness in Christ Far too many believers today don't understand the true inheritance we have received as sons and daughters of God through the finished work of our Lord Jesus at the cross. In this series, you will see what the Word of God has to say about your inheritance in Christ. I want to encourage you to request for it today. This series is our gift to you this month to thank you for your support for the Gospel and our humanitarian efforts. Now, let's join my husband Joseph as he dives into the Word. Be blessed. Today with Joseph Prince. One of the things the Messiah would accomplish is that he will accomplish everlasting righteousness. You know what is everlasting righteousness? A righteousness you cannot lose or forfeit. Your sins are not big enough to lose that everlasting righteousness because what Jesus did is greater than what you can ever do. You have an everlasting righteousness. 
you have an inheritance of God's best blessings today. This month, as a thank you for your gift of any amount, receive Joseph's latest two-sermon audio series, Inheriting God's Best, and a bonus booklet, The Priceless Gift of Righteousness. Through his perfect, finished work, our Lord Jesus has made you righteous before God. In Joseph's latest two-DVD album, See the Invisible, Do the Impossible, you will learn how to grow in faith and experience greater breakthroughs. For a specific gift, you will receive this resource together with a special edition of Joseph's devotional, 100 Days of Favor. Be sure to request these resources today. Walk in greater confidence and assurance of what you have received in Jesus. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. It took uh, Joseph just one hour with Pharaoh, and the gift of the Holy Spirit in Joseph's life was able to interpret the dream of Pharaoh about the future of Egypt. And he was promoted straight away from the dungeon to the palace. The gift of the Holy Spirit will prosper you. But not just prosper you for your own, you know, needs or whatever. Yes, all that's important, but to prosper you, to prosper the body of Christ. Amen. God is always interested in everyone getting the profit. Can I have a good amen? So, the gift of the Holy Spirit comes by gift. And all the things of God are freely given. But the things of the world is what? You've got to work for it. No such thing as a free gift. No such thing as a free lunch. Everything in the world, you've got to work for it. Amen. Everyone understands the spirit of the world. But the Bible says we have not received this spirit. We have received the spirit by which we know the things that are freely given. Say freely given. Free. Say freely. Free. Shout freely. Free. Shout free. Free. Say free. free. Sounds good, right? Freely given. All right? So... People, even Christians, cannot believe this. They have a gospel that's mixed. You know, they tell you, oh yeah, I believe in righteousness by faith, Pastor Prince. I believe in that. But, in other words, it's like this. I'm gonna, someone comes to you, uh, a billionaire comes to you and tells you, I'm going to give you my Lamborghini. It's a brand new Lamborghini. All right? Brand new. It's yours. Okay? Completely yours, just because I like you. All right? Free. I give it to you freely. No charges. Nothing. Every month, just pay me 500 <laughs> Now, what you have here is a mixed message. And what the church has done is that we have given to people a mixed message. People are confused. Number one, we say it's free. We don't, we don't say it's not free. We say it's free. But, 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 you see, you look at the animal kingdom, goat, but, sheep don't but, only goats but. I was with Jessica at the zoo in Singapore, and I found that one of the goats was, was really butting all the time, trying to get food, the leaves, you know, from, from Jessica, trying to feed them. And, and he was butting the rest. Goats butt. They said, yes, yeah, yes, but. All right? Now, there's no but. When God says you are righteous by faith, you are. Amen. So the things that are freely given to us, God wants you to receive everything freely as a gift from him. All right? You look at somebody, okay, and you see them having this talent, this gift. All right? And you envy them. You admire them. So don't envy them. So ask God for the gift that he has for you that is freely given. Amen. Amen. David forgot this at one time. After he was established as king over Israel, 
He was peaceful. His kingdom was peaceful. And uh, one day he saw another man's wife, Bathsheba, and he coveted her and uh, had her husband killed to take her. Okay? Now, the thing, what he did was wrong. Very wrong. Now, God sent a prophet. His name was Nathan. And Nathan came to David like this. This is what Nathan said. I gave you, thus says the Lord, I gave you this, 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 this. And I gave you this, 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 this. If it was not enough, I would have given you more. Why did you do this? In other words, if you're having problem in your marriage, your marriage has become maybe boring, like you felt, like water, whatever it is. Don't use your efforts to try to find somebody else. To start a relationship with somebody else requires a lot of effort, requires a lot of romance that you don't have nowadays because you said you're too busy nowadays. All of a sudden, now you have. Okay, never mind. And then it requires a lot of effort, a lot of performance, a lot of putting your right foot forward, very strenuous. And now they take a lot of money. All right? God is saying, don't, don't go into the spirit of the world. All right? If you have a problem in your marriage, ask me to turn that water into wine. I can do it. I can transform your spouse. I can turn the water into wine. It may not happen on the same day, but it will happen. And it will happen freely. You don't have to deserve it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to merit it. It will be done freely. And that's what the Holy Spirit shows us. Amen. You say, Pastor Prince, uh, how in the world can I have a job? All my friends are uh, university graduates, and I'm, I just passed uh, Sec 4, and barely only. You know, how can I have the job of this kind of pay, that kind of pay? And, and why do you ask God? Have you ever considered the things of God are freely given? Ask God who freely gives. God gave you His Son. How will He not with Him also freely give you all things? Amen. Ask God for it. You never thought of asking God, because God gives freely. God, I don't know how. God, I don't know when. I don't know the where with else. But Lord, I'm asking you to give me a good paying job because I want to be a blessing to your kingdom. I want to be a blessing to the poor. I want to be a blessing for the cost of the body of Christ. Amen. Have you ever uh, uh, invite God to be involved? Instead of that, we try with our own efforts to get something because, uh, no, no, it's not logical. Like God expects us to spirit of the world. We're back to the spirit of the world. Okay? So we have not received the spirit of the world. We have received the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us of God. Amen. Amen. I used to be a, a teenage boy who was very afraid, very timid. And uh, one of the things that I was definitely afraid of is to talk to authority figures, let alone stand in public and talk, even in my class, secondary school, no, not, not primary school, kindergarten. All right? And after secondary school, uh, pre-U. I was still very, very bashful, very shy. I still am shy a bit, you know, here and there. Yeah, I, I'm a, quite a shy person. But, but y'all don't believe, huh? <laughs> but what you are seeing right now is the things I ask God. I say, God, I don't know how to stand in front of my class and talk. You know, I, I feel so nervous. I feel so scared. I'm more nervous than those people who are nervous normally. And I say, God, you know, give me the gift of boldness. Give me the gift. Whatever I have today is a gift. In and of myself, I'm nothing. Whatever I have is a gift. It's freely given. It is freely given. Have you ever considered the fact that you don't have to live with your shyness? Don't have to live with your reticence? You can actually ask God for boldness. You know, boldness is a gift. It's not something you achieved. So what have you not asked God?
Are you tired of trying to, to obtain something by your efforts, by your, your manipulation and by your positioning and name dropping and trying to get this guy to help you? Will you stop all that and start looking to God alone and ask God, I don't know how, but I'm at the age where I'm supposed to get married. All my friends are all married already. But I know I have a series of bad relationships. So I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where. But Father, I'd like to get married. Father, bless me with this a wonderful marriage in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Amen. That's faith. Now, faith doesn't mean you take care of the details. Let God take care of the details. Amen. Faith is that you rest in God. And God takes care of the details. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Now, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes in John chapter 16, nevertheless, now Jesus is talking here, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, when the Holy Spirit has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Stop here. Look, look, look at me. You know, I've, I've heard so many people, when they touch on this, that's where they stop. They will say, the Holy Spirit has come to convict us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. It's like all three is for us. Pakaliao. Pakaliao means uh, everything taken. All right? It's like they take sin, righteous judgment, all for the believer. But thank God, Jesus expounded. Because Jesus foresaw there will be people who are against the grace message. So Jesus took his time to explain of sin, singular sin. Because they, not you. Now he's talking to his disciples. Notice this phrase. He's talking to his disciples and he says, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin because they do not believe on me. Not you. Now, all of us who are today, we are now new creations, partakers of His divine nature. We, are all, we all have been convicted at one time of this sin. Unbelief in Christ. That's why you are a believer today. Do you know that's the only sin the Holy Spirit convicts the believer of? But the problem is that we have a, a system of theology that teaches people every day the Holy Spirit points to you your fault. Every day the Holy Spirit points to you. All right? Every day it's almost like he's nagging you. Every time you say something wrong, every time you think something amiss, he's pointing always. You know, and that's not even Bible. I'm showing you the Bible what Jesus said. The Holy Spirit does not convict you of sin, believer. He convicts you once before you're a believer of your sin of unbelief in Christ. But once you believe on Christ, you know what he convicts you of? The next statement, of righteousness. Because I go to my Father and you. Now, this is the message for you, his disciples. He's talking to you now. You see me no more. And because you see me no more, you can't see my approving eyes, my smile, my acceptance. So you have to know that you are righteous by faith. And the Holy Spirit has been sent to indwell you to convict you of righteousness. We hardly hear that preach. We hardly hear that preach. We hear people saying, you know, I woke up this morning on the wrong side of bed. I didn't feel good. I was in a bad mood. Then I kicked my dog along the way. He was in the way. And then I was very cross with my wife. And uh, she said something nice. And I said something bad back. And I was, in the, I was late for work. And I jumped into my car. And, and uh, along the way, I, I did something with my hand. And somebody, you know, was uh, crossing me the wrong way. And I realized it was my boss. And uh, I reached down there, you know. And then my boss... My boss said something to me, then for the first time, you know, I, I, I spoke back at my boss. It was a bad day. Somewhere in the afternoon, 
the Holy Spirit convicted me of all my sins. This is what you hear. This is what you hear. And I felt bad. Now, you don't hear the same scenario, got up the wrong side of the bed, kicked the dog all the way, you know, to the boss. <laughs> and then you say, by afternoon time, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, I felt so bad about what I've done. Then the Holy Spirit convicted me that I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ. And my heart melted. And all of a sudden, you know, the grass seemed greener. The sky seemed bluer. And my mood came back. I mean, no, love people love. Amen? And all of a sudden, all that bitterness and all that, 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 that discouragement and depression just melt like, like, like butter on a hot. Truth has been true. Yeah, but you don't hear this. You know why we don't hear this? We don't hear this because we don't hear this preach. We don't hear this preach. We, always hear, we relegate the Holy Spirit to the place of a finger wagging, pointing you. you know, every time you do wrong, he's finger wagging. And that's not the Holy Spirit. Then who is the one that tells me when I do wrong, Pastor Prince? You know when you do wrong. When you do wrong, your own spirit tells you you do wrong. It's not the Holy Spirit. He will never tell you because Jesus said so. You know when you do wrong. Your own spirit, not the Holy Spirit, tells you. Sometimes your wife tells you. Sometimes your mother-in-law comes in. All right? So you know when you do wrong, but it's not the Holy Spirit telling you you have sinned. Are you with me? He reminds you that you are still the righteousness of God in Christ. My friends, the Bible tells me Prophet Daniel uh, gave a prophecy. There's a well-known prophecy in the book of Daniel. And he foresaw the Messiah coming. And one of the things the Messiah would accomplish is that he will accomplish everlasting righteousness. You know what is everlasting righteousness? A righteousness you cannot lose or forfeit. Your sins are not big enough to lose that everlasting righteousness. Because what Jesus did is greater than what you can ever do. You have an everlasting righteousness. A righteousness that you cannot lose through sin. Now you've got to preach like that because this is the confidence that we have in the gospel. But hardly we hear people, you know, being affirmed about their righteousness in Christ. Huh? And then Jesus says the Holy Spirit convicts the world of, right, of judgment. Good thing he explained who is being judged. Because the ruler of this world, the devil, is judged. Well, thank God he mentioned it, the devil being judged. Or else you think that the Holy Spirit, if he stops there of judgment, we think, oh, judging us. You know, we're all prone. We have this propensity towards condemning ourselves. Thank God Jesus explained. I think Jesus saw some of the difficulties Joseph Prince would have if he didn't expound. The things that people will rally against us. Imagine if he just said the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, and didn't explain Wow, the field day people will have using these verses, using sin against God's people, using the word judgment against God's people. But who is being judged? The ruler of this world. That's the devil. He's judged. The Holy Spirit convicts you. The devil is defeated. The devil is, 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 is brought to naught. The devil has been put to nothing. The devil has been vanquished. The devil has been conquered. The devil is destroyed. That is the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Amen. How many are glad for the Holy Spirit? Amen. Say, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a greater one. Amen. And it convicts you always that you are righteous in Christ. Now, years ago, I asked the Lord. Many years ago, I asked the Lord. Lord, why is, you know, when I look around me as a young pastor, I remember as a young leader. I don't think I was even a pastor yet at the time. I noticed that, that a lot of people uh, who are sick, they're not convinced that 
Healing is part of the work of Jesus at the cross. Many of them, because of wrong teachings, traditions, all right, based on the denomination they come from, they don't believe in healing, and therefore many of them are not convinced about healing. So I say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, why not convict the believer of healing? Many people need conviction of healing on the inside. No matter how much you tell them, they need conviction from the inside. I think, I I say to the Holy Spirit, I think if you convict Christians of healing, many of them will be healed. Why convict them of righteousness? Back in those days, my understanding of righteousness wasn't as, as, uh, as what it is today. And the Lord said this to me, if they are convinced that they are righteous in they'll be healed. That's what they need. Prosperity is the same. You don't have to convict people that they are prosperous. You know, some people say, well, well, uh, Pastor Prince, uh, uh, we, we don't believe in prosperity and all that. Okay? And now, how many know that there are believers who don't believe in prosperity? And many of them who come against prosperity, they live in landed properties. They have four cars, but they are against prosperity in the church. Uh, something is wrong. It's one thing to say something, it's another thing to live that kind of life, you know. But never mind. But the thing is this. How many know that God wants you to prosper? No, God doesn't want you to be greedy or materialistic, but He wants you to prosper to be a blessing. Right? So the thing is this. Why not convict the believer of prosperity? No, He doesn't. He convicts the believer of righteousness. Why? Because when you can, you're convinced you're righteous by faith, prosperity will come. Now this is how Jesus said it. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? This is Matthew 6. Notice, Jesus says, Don't worry about what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear. I think there was a smile on Jesus' face. At that time, Singapore did not exist yet. But I think Jesus was probably thinking about a tiny island called Singapore, with people who are Singaporean, and this will be their favorite question. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Because when Singaporeans meet one another, they're not like Israelis. Israelis, when they meet one another, they say, peace, shalom. If it's Shabbat, Shabbat shalom. All right? And, uh, but when Singaporeans meet each other, have you eaten? In Chinese, chiapabe. Malay, sudah makan. Food is preeminent. So Jesus said, don't worry, regardless of what is happening American debt situation, all right, regardless of what is happening with the prices and the downturn of the stock market, whatever happens, know this. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we, we clothe with? For after all these things, the Gentiles, the unbelievers, the non-Jews, sick. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Your Father in heaven knows you need all these things. Do you know that God knows you need all these things? I was reading yesterday uh, the story of Gideon in my Bible. And I read where the Lord appeared to Gideon. And the Lord said to Gideon, Now offer me a burnt offering. All right? Choose the second, which is seven years. At the place of the faith. But God knows Father's house, of all the flock he had, all the bulls he had, which bullock was ready for sacrifice, and how old was the bullock? Do you know that God knows everything you have? He knows all your needs. What you have need of before you ask him. Amen. 
So what he wants from you is this, the next line. But seek first, stay first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. All these things shall be what? Added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is his righteousness. Not your righteousness or my righteousness. This righteousness is a gift. His righteousness is a gift. Unfortunately, people put it like this. Seek first God's king and then his way of doing things right. That's not what it's saying. It's saying seek first the gift of righteousness, which is his righteousness. And guess what? All these things. Food. Clothing. All real things will be added. 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 Your part is not to use your faith for food. Use your faith for drink. Use your Use your faith for your job. Use your faith for material things. No, no, no. You, your part is to use your faith to believe that you are righteous by Jesus' blood. When you and all these things will be added. The privileges are all added. It's a message. And yet, the church world today doesn't understand this gift of unseen. Let's read it. By one man's offense, that's Adam. Death reigned through the much more. Say much more. Abundance of grace and of gift of righteousness. Well, what? Why Pastor Prince loves to preach on abundance of grace? People say, Pastor Prince, you preach too much on grace. That's why I preach abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness because these two gifts is what causes the believer to reign in life. To reign in life. Because when you reign in life, your addictions don't. When you reign in life, your bad habits don't. When you reign in life, all right, disease don't. When you reign in life, the devil doesn't. Who wants to reign in life? Reigning in life is not It's not something achieved. It is those who receive. Receive what? Two things. Abundance of favor, grace, and the gift of righteousness. Notice righteousness is not a work or reward of righteousness. It's a gift. Say gift five times. One more time. Gift. Now what's gift? Gift. If I give you a gift, doesn't really matter you're good, bad, short, tall, all right, polka dot, ugly, beautiful, all right? It's a gift. It doesn't reflect on the recipient, on the giver. Okay? Righteousness, right standing with this gift. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. Watch highlights of Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at one 901 4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Next on Destined to Reign. You cannot lose your righteousness, even when you sin. Because you never receive it by your works. How can you lose it by your works? It came by Jesus. Amen. You have an inheritance of God's best blessings today. 
This month, as a thank you for your gift of any amount, Joseph's latest video series, Inheriting God's Best, and a bonus booklet, The Priceless Gift of Righteousness. Through his perfect, finished work, our Lord Jesus has made you righteous before God. In Joseph's latest two-DVD album, See the Invisible, Do the Impossible, discover how God can empower you to live out your dreams when you see... For a specific gift, you will receive this resource together with the special edition of Joseph's devotional, 100 Days of Favor. Be sure to request these resources today. Walk in greater confidence and assurance of what you have received in Jesus. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at theprince.org today. Be free from fear and oppression. boldly in his plan for you. Find out how when you request Joseph's four-CD audio series, No More Fear, and discover how Christ's finished work on the cross has given you victory over fear. Dare you to live the overcoming life with a confident expectation of good as you experience more of God's love for you each day. Be truly liberated today. Because he has come to bring you out of your trouble. He has come to bring you out of your infirmity. God makes you free. Indeed. Order this resource and discover a wonderful life free from and oppression. Call us toll free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. If you've been blessed by today's message, we would like to give you an opportunity to partner with us to impact the world with the gospel of grace. The grace, God says, I will be merciful to your unrighteousness and your sins I will remember no Dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting grace revolution. Call us toll free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace. Feeding paid program was sponsored by of Joseph Ministries. This month, for a donation of $107 or more, the Word Network will send you a stunning and unique New Covenant prayer shawl used as a symbolic covering of the presence of God. It can be worn over the head and shoulders to create a prayer. This beautiful gift comes in pink and gold or purple and gold and was created for Christians who want to worship Corners contain scriptures from Malachi, Matthew, Isaiah, all as the Savior. The neckband contains an embroidered gold symbol for Messianic Judaism and embroidered 
Hebrew blessing. Blessed are you, O Lord, King of the universe, who has fulfilled all of the law through and has covered us with his righteousness. Call now to order this special pink or purple prayer shawl. Five seven three zero words. That's seven three. Of the Lord. Don't let him go down, y'all. Don't let him go down. Oops. God wants to be your life and nothing else. In fact, I'm watching the very sermon that's on the TV with Joseph Prince, the little Asian guy. I, I've heard it twice. I've heard the same sermon twice. Wait, this might be him. Wait. He just switching channels. And so, my spirit, who has has fallen and injured your arm and your elbow, and you are being healed right now by the power of God. Is that? I'd like to know who you are and where you are. Please call us at the Abundant Life Program. Lindsay, even as we program, pretty firm. And the prayer number is 918-457-777. We want to hear I got my miracle. We yes. love to tell miracles. Good morning. Good morning, dear. How are you? Finding your style? Uh, moving around, not complaining. Moving around the stairs. Moving around the stairs. Here's your next. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> what you been up to, sir? Huh? What you been up to? Oh, oh, Cheryl coming. This life, you know, it's got more than enough to give you. Keep swinging. That's what I'll do. Keep swinging. Keep it swinging. Keep it swinging. Okay. <clears throat> that makes sense. That's so, pretty much uh, pretty much everybody's doing right now, I guess. Me, Jesus. So you talk to your dad? I have not talked to my dad since... Uh, Last week, I called him yesterday, and he called me back, but I was on the phone. So I was like, I'm but the last time I talked to him, he was, you know, he was fine. That's just that, you know, he, uh, I guess that the point, talks to him, and I think, you know, he does me. And I was just going to say, he kind of went back to his original way of thinking about things, pretty much, you know, like it was one of those, I picked it up, the seeds it'll work, and it didn't work, I put it back down, type thing. Because it requires work, so. Yeah, yeah, so we were like, okay, then, yeah. I mean, he put a lot of his mind, but in the end, he still was just like, you know, 
and doesn't believe that I believe. And that's and I had told uh told Cynthia, I said I used him as a, a general template of this of how society is. Because he says a lot about, you know, what he says is what you'll hear like in the in the news. You know, and stuff like that, and social media and things and I'm like, you sound just like people who think they know everything. You know, and in the end they're gonna stick around and be like, Oh, they were they work crazy. Yeah, no, we work crazy. <laughs> we're not crazy, you know, we we know what's going on. It's just that we're seeing it in the levels that it it the the levels that are affected, not just from the physical, but we're seeing the spiritual and the mental as well. You know. I mean, you, you look at it, they'll go to a psychic. They'll believe a psychic who sees both spiritual and physical. But they won't believe in Jesus. I don't I don't see how there's a difference. I mean, I know that you know, I know as far as I feel the difference in who they are, but just it just doesn't make a difference. I don't get it. So, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, I had uh, I, I haven't been on the line in a while, so I wanted to uh, and uh, so I wanted to do my 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 list since I've been neglecting. Um, go ahead. Okay. Mm, my mouth is trying to. Jesus, Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for. Um, this day that you have made, and we rejoice in it, oh God, because in spite of how we feel, in spite of how our situations look, this is a new day, a present from you where we can do it right. We can. We have another day to 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 reach our goals. We have another day to give you glory. We just have another day, Father God, to 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 magnify your name and to glorify you. As we go forward today, O oh God, we speak peace over ourselves. We speak your peace over our spirit, over every situation, be it at work, be it, you know, doing our running around, doing our personal business. Father God, we just thank you that your peace will follow with us and keep us in all in all things. We come from the church today, O oh God. And the ministers, the apostles, the bishops, the missionaries. We comfort them right now, oh God, that these times are hard. As the kids say, the struggle is real. The struggle is real to stay faithful. And in our faith, the struggle is real to stay grounded in our faith. The struggle is real to not to look above the way to look past them. The struggle is real, but it's, it's bearable and it's doable. As long as we stay connected to you, O God. So right now, I'm speaking that the church stays connected to you. The apostles, the missionaries, the ministers, the physicians, they stay connected to you, O God. As they speak your word, as they study your word, as they as they are as they are placed to speak, let the feet be those that are seated. Strengthen, not just to talk about prosperity, but to strengthen the faith of your people about the 
they're able to stand against the persecution of God. If they're able to stand against the ill and the badness of the enemy is truly honest with O God. We also should continue to uphold it in the hand. Make sure that our purpose of the state, that you value the stuff of the right hand, that very right hand of God. Let us make sure that we stay in the order of the steps that we need to take to fulfill the blessings that you have for us, O God. And we come for those who are abused and addicted. We come about because they are walking in a darkness that we can't even see. They see things that we can't even see. They're hurt and pain that we don't know anything about, oh God. So we ask, oh God, in Jesus' name, that you will just, that they're there, that your light will come and shine over in the, all the dark places that are hiding that are hiding them in fear and doubt and confusion. Oh, God, we come that you will give them a a levity that only you can give in the spirit, oh, God, so that they'll be able to lift up their heads off the pillow. They'll be able to come out and be amongst the people, oh, God, again, not in a drug haze, but in a clarity of thought, oh, God. And we come for those who are those who are um, in hospice. We come on that that they will find healing, a miraculous healing in you, O oh God. We seek a miraculous for them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, because you are a healer. You are a provider of of, of good health, O oh God. Strengthen the limbs. Let cancer fall off right now in the name of Jesus. Let it dissolve and, and return back into where it belongs in the enemy, back to the enemy's camp, but away from your people, oh God. And Father God, we just thank you for the healing. We thank you for deliverance. Someone is, is looking and searching for you. We thank you that they have, they have found you. And God, we just thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, because you are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all honor. You are worthy of all all our tongues can say, even though we can't say everything, because we, we, we don't have enough time, oh, God. We will be all day. That's why we're going to be in heaven praising you with all, all that's said and done. So thank you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning. Good morning. How are you? All right. This Felicia. Yes, it is. I haven't heard your lovely voice in so long. I didn't know it was you. But let me oh. See. Maria will be popping on in a minute. She and I was just talking just a second ago. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to come before your throne, enter your throne, Lord, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, just to fellowship and to worship and lift up your holy name. So, Father God, that's the charge that you have caused us to do. So, Father God, we come, Lord God, first of all, to thank you for life, for life eternal in the heavens that has been promised to us. We thank you for the mercies that you have given us to make it through this day. We ask you, Lord, to govern us, Lord God, according 
accordingly by your Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and direct us in the path that we should go. We pray, O oh, Heavenly Father, that your blood will cover us on every area of our travels, Lord God. Wherever our feet are trod, Lord God, that it will be blessed and we will be covered by the blood of Jesus, that no weapons may, that though the weapons may form, they will not prosper against us, Lord God, that we will have victory over every area of our lives, on our jobs, on our travel, in our home, in our family, in our spirit, and even in our praise, Lord God, we get the victory and we have the victory. Lord God, I thank you for the fellowship once again, Lord God, even as we get ready to start a new day, Lord God, you have given us new mercies, Lord God, that is in place for us. We ask that your Holy Spirit will keep us, Lord God, in perfect peace, Lord God, that even though we will be tempted, Lord God, that we will see your voice and hear your voice, Lord God, in the midst of our trials and our tribulations, Lord God, and we will have refuge within you, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to just bless and keep us and let this call be anointed, Lord God. All those come on this call, Lord God, let them come with exercise. Expectancy, Lord God, to know that you're going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We ask you, Lord God, to tear down anything that is not of you, Lord God, to prove yes. us, to strengthen us, and to make us strong in our faith and in our walk. We ask you, Heavenly Father, we don't know if this is the last time that we will be able to pray together, but we ask that this be a peaceful fellowship, a joyous fellowship. Yes. Lord God, we ask that your spirit govern us accordingly. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. How y'all? I'm doing lovely, wonderful. This is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. You know why? Because morning by morning, new mercies we see. Yeah. Hallelujah. How y'all doing this morning? I miss y'all. Raggedy, raggedy, raggedy Andy. Um, raggedy Andy tends to, to be busy early in the morning and cannot come on at 8 like he's supposed to come on. But I ain't going to say nothing, though. I love you still, raggedy Andy. Uh, <laughs> you had to say, dear? How you doing? <laughs> How you coming in? How I, your family I, doing? How everybody how everybody doing? Everybody doing good. That's good. I've been on for two mornings straight, and I just got um that man. And the Lord said, you know, I got that man two mornings on the way to work. But I did. I said something one one yesterday, and I said, well, Lord, I said I go on and lift myself up, Lord, right now in the name. Of you. <laughs> I had to lift myself up, but anyway, I. <laughs> but um, it's good to hear your voice. I'm glad you got on the phone to say something to somebody. So. Um, Somebody, and you know whatever, whatever you know. I missed, the, I missed the fight. I missed the fight. <laughs> but I'm glad that everybody is doing well. Um, I was speaking with Arthur earlier this morning, and you know how sometimes flesh rears his head. Mm. And I looked at it because I looked at the calendar yesterday. I said, you know what? The 29th. This is the 29th. Jesus. And then then your nervousness sit in. And then, you know, and I said, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace over this nervousness. Right now, I had to to catch. I told Erica that two yesterday. I said, I got to push that fear back down. Push that flesh down, honey. Push that flesh down. But, you know, but um, I I, I feel wonderful. I I had a three-day, well, actually a three-day actual 
three days sabbatical from when you said fast. I had I was already on a um, I had the three uh, mayo mayo diet that that the doctor I mean that I chose because he wanted me to lose some some pounds real fast. So I I um, the fast it was yesterday or was was it today? I'm not I'm lost right now. No. But I did yesterday because uh-huh. I was I was on day three of the, of my um thing, so I think I'm about six to eight pounds lighter from Sunday. Um, I went to the doctor Monday. I was at four 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 point like four and a half pounds, so I know that you know that it actually worked. Um, because I don't I you know I never you know how you say if you can't die for three days and you something wrong with you, but I did do it, but I'm not I didn't weigh yet, but I know I lost some, so I thank God for that that few pounds lost. Um, and of course, my family with a supportive self, watching everything that I put to my mouth from the time that I get home to the time that I go to sleep. Um, they, I love them so. I love them, <laughs> but they're only trying to be supportive of me, and I understand that because, I mean, there's a, there's a road. I got a road that lies ahead of me, and 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 I and I know that you know flesh, as 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 the days progress, flesh arises up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to press. Put, put on my peas, put some of the power peas on my, on my sleeve and in my chest and in my heart and my spirit. But um, I thank God that I got on call with you all again. So I'm gonna go ahead and lift my lift my um my um lift my facet up, my prayer up today. Uh, charge to keep I have, and a God to glorify. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy today, God, I thank you. Thank you for creating me, for uh, creating me, creating in me who I am. Thank you, God, for humbling me to to serve you and your people, our your people, God. Thank you for the blessings that are coming and the great expectations of healing that is going to come my way, God. I thank you for the men and women who are encamped around me, my brothers and sisters in Christ, who, who lift me up in prayer wherever they may be across the land, God. Thank you for the loving support that you sent along the way that my brother keeps me in his mindset when he, in his prayers, God. I thank you. God, as I bow before your throne again, God, and look into the hills from which only come my help, God, I want to lift up to you the sick and shut in. Right now, God, some of us can move around, God, with that sickness that we carry within us, God, but we know that you are a healer, a provider, and a deliverer, God. So right now I lift up to you, us, in our time of of trials, in our time, our season of tribulations, our season of, of pain and suffering, God. It's a season, God. Right now, God, I lift us up to you for that divine healing from your powerful hand, like only you know how to do from one touch. Is all we need, God, that one touch of healing, of that one touch of deliverance, of that touch from your powerful hand, God, that only you can do, that we will be careful to give you all the glory and honor and praise for who you are in our lives. Continue to restore those individuals who need restoration. Continue to breathe life on the ones who are, you are not ready to call home, who are sitting waiting on you to call them home, God. Continue to re- restore us with the strength that we need to continue to run on. Even when our run on has ran out, God, continue to pour into us more of your loving strength in us, that unmeasured strength, God, that we always need 
each and every day. So, God, I thank you for your love that's covering me right now. I thank you for your healing power that's going to bless me right now. I thank you for the turnaround in each and every one of us, our lives, throughout dealing with our issues of sickness, suffering, and pain and sorrow, God. Cast all fears, remove all doubts, and calm us with your love and give us peace. It is in Jesus' name I humbly submit this prayer to you, and I say amen, amen, and amen. 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 How's Dad doing? He's doing all right. How's Mom doing? She's doing all right. We had an episode yesterday, but she's fine now. I guess she ain't woke up yet. <laughs> you know what? Peace be still in your household in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Stick it in the atmosphere. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We are servants of the Most High God, and we have to speak these things as they are. Peace be still. Peace be still. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, I was, I, was, I was speaking to Arthur earlier, and I was telling him that I had my test ran, and they said, oh, you got, a heart, you got a perfect heart. You have a perfect heart. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then the man said, you know, the first thing they say when they see a big, a large, obese woman, a, a obese person, first thing come to their mind, you, you, you're, not take, you're, not on diabetes, you're not a diabetic? No, don't speak that into my life. No. <laughs> and then they take your blood pressure, and he said, oh, you got perfect blood pressure, 114 over 74. I said, oh, yeah, I always had it. I always had perfect blood pressure. I said, you know, and I said, surprising, ain't it? He said, yes, ma'am. Every time somebody take my pressure, surprising, ain't it? Because the you know, average obese person will have all the issues and difficulties. But I thank God for peace. Because mm. peace and calm, stress. <laughs> mm. You know, so I mean, like, when the lady said, oh, your blood pressure, like, the blood pressure 139, I'll take it over. <laughs> 139 over 82. I said, no, you need to take that over because that's not right. Mm. I'll tell her, well, maybe it's nervousness. I said, no, it's not right. It's not right. Because I know my blood pressure. So she took it over. Oh, you're right, 117 over 77. I said, no, nah, that's more, that's better. <laughs> because you have to know your body. You have to know those major things. And, and, and the man said, if any, is there anything else, Miss Sinkford, I need to know before we, you know, we give, we give these instructions about, you know, before prep you for surgery? I said, well, my veins are thin, and I said, I got runners. I said, so when you go in, you either go with my hand or don't go with my feet because I don't like that. Go with my hand. But he said, well, you know what? I'm going to use a, um, the anesthesia. I don't use one of those um, those, those machines that see your, catch your vein, that see your, your veins or something. I don't okay. know. What uh-huh. One of those lights things yeah. to catch. Yeah. So he, a probe. Yeah. He said, I'm going to use a probe on you. I said, yeah, because I got thin veins. My veins are very thin. And I'm, before I let you poke me three or four times, I'm just going to let you know up front I got runners, you know. So he said, yeah, I'm glad to know that because some people don't know that. I said, well, I know that about my body because I've been I've been poked five times in one day just to try to get a vein. So, you know, I just wanted to give you that heads up because I never, I haven't, you have never laid your hands or laid your eyes on me to today. So it, it, it behooves you, uh, my people, to know your body, to know what ticks, what don't tick, what's going on, but so you can speak. Because when you can't speak, then it be, you know, speak about what's going on with you. So, And then, of course, I mean, the PAPS, the CPAP is a whole different ballgame, so I don't want to talk about that. That's one of the machines you put on your face to help you breathe. I don't like that. Bring it with you. I don't like it. Bring it with you anyway. I said, okay. 
But I'm doing I'm doing very well. I mean, I mean, I I, I like I say, when flesh rears up, I die, I die. I have to die to myself. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because I, you know, because this is surgery, and and flesh do has reared its head yesterday and today. You know, but I'm gonna die to myself and continue looking up, and continue looking up, and continue speaking into the atmosphere over myself. You know. But anyway, I'm good, people. How y'all doing? <laughs> oh, goodness. Felipe, I'm going to let you pray. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I thought she would stop real talking, not for real. No, she was but, praying when uh, we got off. Oh, was she? I'm sorry. No, we didn't know it. Oh, we didn't know? Okay, okay. But um, I I I I'm going here in this, these last two days, unbeknownst to them, these last two days um, here <laughs> in this office here, I had to make a little change, people. The bills ain't gonna pay themselves, but um, I'm glad to be on the call so I can speak and talk. Since I didn't have the opportunity to to speak and talk for the last two days, maybe. <clears throat> And see, uh, you see how raggedy Andy is? He's going to be quiet on me. <laughs> oh! oh, my God. Oh, okay. It's like that now. All righty then. He's going to juice me up. All righty then. All righty. Ain't that wrong with that? Bring me some watermelon juice. I want it frozen. So when you come off that, when you come, I want some watermelon juice with a little ginseng in it, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I can just take his raggedy. Oh, I can choke him. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, darling? I'm good. I'm good. You must, you must have fell asleep because I called you back just now. I mean, last night, I'm sorry. I did call, call you back. Oh, girl, I was, I was, well, depending on what time. Yeah, I was done. <laughs> I think it was like um, after I had got in the house and settled myself, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I called you. I said, "Well, where did she go in?" I had to chat with her later. I had to chat with her later. Sam is talking to me this morning. Oh, his period on. Well, he talked earlier, but I but I told oh. him that I wanted some watermelon juice. And then I said something about his raggedy self, and he turned the machine on me. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Well, I thank you, God, for safe travels. I thank you for safe travels. I do have a devotional to share before I go out and get up the stall. Hold on for just one second. Let me share this devotional with you all. I had I, I, I had to get on this devotional to put me stuff up to me. Hey, hello, uh, you know I'm coming Okay. Well, Lord, where we at? Where we at, Jesus? Where we at, Lord? I have to. I have to go. I have to talk to him like just people. Come on now. Come on now. Well, anyway. Wait a minute, hold on. Okay. 
Well, I Okay, three mistakes to avoid when seeking God's will. Let's read Warren's today. The steps of a man are established by the Lord. When he falls, he will not be hurled headlong because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. You may be at what you seek a dead, is a dead end in your life. We're never going to get out of debt. I'm never going to have a baby. My dream is never going to come true. How is it? ever going to work out. Right now, it may look dark, and you may feel defeated, and it may seem like a mystery to you, but one day, you're going to see the light of eternity, how it all fits together in God's plan. Until then, there are three errors you need to avoid as you seek God's will that will help you trust in him even when you don't understand. Don't be fatalistic. The idea of federalism is that everything that happens is God's will leads to self-pity. It causes us to blame God for everything bad in our lives rather than accepting responsibility that we cause the problem. And federalism leads to passivity. It makes you think, I'm waiting on God to bring me a wife or I'm waiting on God to get me a job. God saying, I gave you a brain. I gave you two feet. Get out and do something about it. Don't be frustrated. If you're trying to figure out everything in your life, you're going to be very frustrated. Sometimes you're going to do what you think is God's will and it's going to fail. I thought God was leading me to start this business, but it failed. What do you do when there is no answer? You keep trusting God, knowing that he's working on your character through all of your circumstances that he has good plans for you. And lastly, don't be fearful. What is behind the fear of God's will? The root problem is that you doubt God's love. The Bible says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, 1 John 4, 18a. We always get into trouble when we doubt God's love because we don't trust him, we don't obey. Psalm 37 23 through 24 says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord. When he, say, when he falls, he will not be hurled headlong, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. God's will is an expression of his love. Hallelujah. When you don't understand what God is doing, have patience. God knows what he, what's best for you. He can't, you can't see the end, end results, but he can. God's path may be a path of pain, but all those delays and difficulties and problems are building character in your life. Stand still and know that God has a plan and a will for your life. Stand still and know and trust God's plan. Operate your six phases of faith. And be able to recognize and discern those six phases that God, that, that, that we have different phases of faith. Decision, dream, determination, difficulties, and deliverance. <laughs> Practice those deeds. Make a determination. 
to seek deliverance from him by trusting. Oh, I'm preaching to myself, people. <laughs> In trying times such as these, we see death all around us. Man, brothers, sisters killing each other, suicide, shooting, death. But we have to trust. Trust in him when we, when we fail because he's going to pick us back up. Three mistakes to avoid when seeking his will. We've got to seek his will for our lives, not our own will because we're going to fall when we're seeking our own. And that's what I got from the lesson today. Amen. Amen. You know, as he was, he was reading, I was hearing that song we used to sing that God is our refuge and our, and our strength and very present help in times of trouble. And then it gets to a point, for those who don't know the song, it says, Be still and know that I am God. And as you spoke, and I was, as I was people on the prayer call, I was telling Maria this morning, my dad did come home. He had an episode time. He got home yesterday, and it took me all of 20 minutes to even get into his bed. And he could got to the point where he couldn't move. Nobody has given us anything on what's going on. And then we get a call at six six thirty. They had taken my uncle from the last week to from the hospital to the nursing home for a twenty one day stay and we got a call saying that they had to code him and to um rush him back. He's back in ICU now. He had a stroke on both sides of his of his throat. So his vocal cords are totally paralyzed and um they put a feeding tube in him and whatever. He was very he was very itsy and everything. We went out there and we left by 9 o'clock last night, so I'm just really sw- swarmed by sickness. And, you know, when we get swarmed by sickness and we, and things come that when the devil, when sickness comes to attack your family, you get kind of excited and what have you. But then again, as she read that thing, and I was talking to Maria, I could just hear God's voice say, be still and know. Be still. Still and know that he is God. Through all of these trials and all these tests and all this sickness and stuff going around, if you say that he's a healer, know that he is that. He is the great I am. He is the one. He's, he's the healer of all. He's the bomb that's in Gilead. He's the chief cornerstone. He's everything that we need. And so, and and and, I, and and all of that, I'm just hoping that I'm speaking to somebody that they'll be encouraged that God can do all things and he does all things well. I even looked at the, and, and, and you don't know Maria, we went to a, I went to a home-going celebration yesterday of a former Stillmanite. She's an older, a.k.a. what have you. Her husband's a minister, uh, what have you. Mm-hmm. And all praise service was off the chain. The celebration was beautiful. Besides the fact that the funeral started 30 minutes late because the musician blocked the driveway and the family couldn't get in, and somebody else made this big old 
a call for everybody to come and move their car so they didn't come in. It was supposed to start at 11, and it started about 11.45 at the most because they did not know. So the sheriff who was there ran the tag numbers and just called them out. Oh, but they went no. in, so, and they were singing how great is thy God. Yes. And that's, that's what they, they was playing for when the, when the family was marching in. And the husband came through, and then they started, I'm trying to get the song I saved it all night long, because, well, anyway, this minister from the pulpit was singing this song. When I tell you that man in the celebratory celebration of his wife's home going, the husband, when he took that mic, I mean, he called for the mic out the thing. He wasn't on program scene. When that thing got through walking that floor and just went in and sang that song yesterday, baby, honey, when I tell you, it was a home-going celebration. They celebrated God for the time that they had with Miss Daisy. They celebrated God for even the deliverance and the healing that he gave Miss Daisy. He made him not heal the way that we all prayed and desired for him to do, but we ultimately know that the healing came about. And it was just beautiful. And see, to know that he is he is God, that means it convicted me, my spirit. It convicted me to know that he does everything he does and everything. His appointed time, he does it well. But we got to be accepted to accept his will and his way for our lives. And see, I'm still believing in the promises of God. And so it's just something, you know, and I felt like I'm a little overwhelmed by having to deal with Dad coming from the hospital and he getting back six time he get here. And then, but he got better. He got better. But then to get another phone call to come back out there, I'm like, oh, are you serious? I've done the hospital a whole week now. Week two? <laughs> but God is still good. You know, he's praising in, the, in, in spite of whatever. But to know that his word is true. Yeah, and so that was it. Was just beautiful. In fact, I couldn't even go to work yesterday because the funeral didn't end until one thirty. So it wouldn't need me going up there for an hour. But it was just beautiful. Yes. Yeah. What was the name of the song again? Just behind. What's the name of the song? Jimmy Jennings. What's the name of the song? Um, he, uh, I can't think of the song. Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. It, it'll come to me. If it, if it comes to me, I might have to text it to you. Hold one second. I'm going in, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Uh, uh, what was that? Enjoy your day, honey. Love you much.
Hello. Yeah. I was just wondering. I hear the noise. Oh, it's, I thought you were at work. Yeah. Maria has gotten off, hasn't she? Yeah, she was getting off when you um were getting back on. Yeah. She had made it to work. My listening. Oh boy. Hold on one second. Okay. Push a go station, 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 go
Pushing the ghost, 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 the Community <laughs> Harder, 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 Ilanda <laughs> Sakara. <laughs> Community <laughs> Nancy Bruce, Kish, Morgan McMillan family. 
two list of people that I pray for. Bush to go station to go station to go station to go station to go rumbra castle of Pumbra. Bush to go station to go station to go station to go station to rumbra castle of Santa. Bush to go station to go station to go station to go station Trey Mathis and Aero Sainford. From Bush, you go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll run from, she'll go send from, she'll go send from. Bush, you go say, she'll go say, Hey, she'll go say, 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 she'll go say,
Um, help me is we got uh, Rose Johnson. She did she go say she go say she go say and rest to go say she go say Sakara. <laughs> Download lost Jonathan <laughs> My parents and they should go say should go say should go say should go say go say should go say should go Um, 
Damon, Denise, Sam, Barbara, Mike, Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louis, Sherry, Yarbrough, Erica, Gully, Jenkins, Eden Sr., Plaid, Don, Ferguson, Subway, Cheryl, Phil, Regina, Nate, CFF, Travis Crocker, Song, Sakers, and Rosemont.
Yep, yep, yep. All right, you want to do um, a addiction and um, deceased in hospice, Renee? Sure, I'll do that. Lord of the Most High God, we come under your son Jesus, the pray for the deceased in hospice. Lord, we pray. That people in hospice meet you at the altar. To repent of forgiveness, to finally take the time or to just up with you. to get a better understanding of you and for some to know for what their next journey, part of their journey will be. Lord, in the meantime, it's only you that can prove a miracle. I mean, it can produce a miracle to have them get up like Lazarus and walk and be and be in physical form again. The Lord, it is your will for what miracles you want to show through them. Also, for the deceased, Lord, may they find peace and a restful soul in your loving arms. And may their families continue on their best life. That was a view that you had in them to be witnesses of them being here and the good that they had did of the felicity in your name. Lord, as we come together to pray for all good, bad, misguided, confused, unloved, and hopeless, we pray that you give us a better idea a better focus, all for your good. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Let me do my other three.
Where's my book at? We are going to do some confession. Mm-hmm. Lord, you have instructed your followers. Y'all want to repeat after me? Yep. It says, Lord, you have instructed your followers. Lord, you have instructed your followers. To depart from evil and do good. From depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it. I have committed my life. I have committed my life. To follow on your instructions, Lord. To follow your instructions, Lord. Father, I will be still in your presence. Father, I will be still in your presence. And wait patiently for you to act. And wait patiently for you to act. Not worry about evil people who prosper. Not worry about evil people who prosper. And I will not fret about their wicked schemes. And I will not fret about their wicked schemes. Father, you have promised. We promise. Whoever listens to me will dwell safely. Listens to me will dwell safely. And will be secure without fear of evil. And will be. And will be secure without fear of evil. Father, you have warned your children. Father, you have warned your children. Not enter the path of the wicked. Not to enter the path of the wicked. And walk in the way of evil. And walk in the way of evil. Father, counsel your children. Father, counsel your children. Not turn to the right or the left. Not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Remove my foot, my foot from you. Father, you have taught. Father, you have taught. Anyone who is consecrating yourself. You are consecrating yourself. Totally to God. Totally to God. Should not wine a beer. Should not wine a beer. No intoxicating drink of any kind. No intoxicating drink of any kind. Help me to understand. Help me understand. That drunkenness destroys my ability. The drunkenness destroys my ability. Hey, consecrated to you, Lord. And consecrated to you, Lord. Me to turn away. It's his word. Help me to turn away. Turn away. That which has the power. In eternal power. That has power to away from you. This is one. 
Father, wake up the spiritual leaders of the world. Father, wake up the spiritual leaders of the world. Understand your disgust at their drunkenness. <clears throat> what was that here? Understand your disgust at their drunkenness. Understand the disgust and disgustness. And you got a whole lot of noise in the background. That's on your end, right? No, it's not on mine. I thought it was you. I hear the baby, but it's something like a car beeping or something. Yeah, I keep hearing it too. Alright, it says, your word says. Your word is this. Priest, prophet, stumble. Priest, prophet, stumble. Because they are drunk. Because they are drunk. The minds are too confused to receive God's messages. Your mind is to see God's messages. Or give honest decisions. Or give honest decisions. The drunken leaders are like babies. The drunken leaders are like babies. How can you possibly understand or teach the Lord's message? How can you possibly understand or teach the Lord's message? You don't even listen. You don't even listen. All you hear is senseless sound after senseless sound. Are you here? Thank you, South. After the first round. All right. That's enough. Somebody got a lot of noise in the background. I'm clear over here. All right. I'm going to go ahead and do the reading. Okay. Judgment number three. Two. Time. Great tribulation. Cruising the city. Base of the judge. Jack's out here. Five. Result. Result. The conversion of the Messiah. This judgment is future. Churches being judged at the judgment seat of Christ in the air, Jews will be judged under the Antichrist on the earth. On earthly people, as are all promises earthly, follows that their judgment must be of an earthly character. <laughs> judgment is their rejection of the Godhead. Days of Samuel, they rejected God the Father, Samuel 8 and 7. Days of Christ, they rejected God the Son, Luke 23 and 18. Days of Stephen, they rejected God the Holy Spirit. 50, 50, 60. They sin, they have been scattered among the nations until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. The time of the Gentiles are about to end. The Jews will be gathered back to the Holy Land, unconverted, passed under the rock. Exodus 20, 34-38. They will be cast into God's melting pot, Ezekiel 20, 19-22. 
and passed through an experience spoken of by Jeremiah and Daniel at the time of Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah, Daniel 12 and 1. Christ calls it the great trip, and he and Zechariah's prophet associated with the return of the Lord. That's 24, 31, 14, 11. The human age the Lord will use as an answer the awfulness of whose rule will be unsubstantiated by the pouring out of the vows of God's wrath upon the earth. Revelation 15, 1, 5, and 8, 21. One of these terrible judgments will be that the Jews will call in the misery upon the Lord. 5, 12, and 10. And Christ will come back to the Mount of Olives, Zechariah 14 and 4. Look upon him whom they pierced. 12. And a nation, nation will perform. This is the judgment of the Jews. Judgment number four. Subject to nations. Time, the revelation of Christ. Place. Glory on the earth, Valley of Jehovah. Basis of judgment, their treatment of Christ's brethren, the Jews. So, they should save others. His judgment is future. The account of this judgment is given in Matthew 25, 31 through 46. The description of this judgment and the one given in Revelation 20, 11 through 15 are combined by many and taken to teach the doctrine of a general judgment. But when we compare them, they differ so widely as evident they do not describe the same event. God has put asunder, let us no man join join together. Comparison will show the difference in the two accounts. Matthew twenty five, thirty one to forty six. No resurrection, in nations judge on the earth, no books mentioned, three classes names, sheep, goats, brethren, time before the millennium. Revelation seven fifteen. A resurrection, the dead judge in earth. On class name the dead and after the millennium. This comparison reveals the fact that one of these judgments is on the earth and that they are separated by thousands of years. Greek word translated occurs 158 times in the New Testament. Translated Gentiles 92 times, nations 61 times, the heathen five times. Never in any instance unless it's be this either to the dead or to the resurrected. As this is a judgment of nations only, and not be in it, not reckoned among the nations, numbers 23 through 9, which will be associated with Christ in this judgment, church to judge the world, 1 Corinthians 6 and 2. The church cannot be in, cannot be in the judgment either. It seems the church and Jews have been already judged, so the judgment of the nations cannot be a general judgment. Sin is as are men by the sheep. Do they not represent the righteous and all the righteous from the beginning of the world to the end of time? Not the goats and like men and all the wicked? The righteous and the goats are the wicked. Then who are the brethren? They are the followers of the I'm saying, as with the sheep. The righteous are saved by faith. Wicked are lost because they rejected Christ. But in this judgment scene, the sheep inherited goats are commanded to depart the brethren. All the confusion caused by the Christ judgment of nations transferred to Millennium Station, Metra, and South Shore. Past nations, goats another class. 
are the brethren represented too, Christ's brethren. Must bear in mind the time and place of this judgment. Time is at the revelation of Christ. Set up But behold, in those days and in that time, I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. I also gather together all nations, and I bring them unto Jehoshaphat, them there for my people and for my heritage, whom they have scattered among the nations, part of my land, Jude 3, 1 and 2. This prophecy clearly states that there will be a judgment for Jehoshaphat of the Jews to go online. And, and that basis of judgment is the treatment by the nations, Christ's brethren, the Jews. Tribulation period, the nations treat the Jewish people kindly, feeding and clothing them and visiting them in prison will be the sheep nation, or those who neglect to do so will be the goat nation. At the judgment of the nations, kings of Christ which say to the sheep nations, inasmuch as you have been kind to my brethren, the Jews, come, you blessed my father, care for you and for the foundation of the world. The kingdom is a millennial kingdom that the sheep nations as nations will inherit. Here and possess during the millennium. They ought to be among the saved nations of the new world, Revelation 21 24. To be said of them that the least righteous individual of them should enter their life eternal. Matthew 25 46. Christ sins upon the great nations, the nations will be depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. He should go away into everlasting punishment. Those nations will once be destroyed as nations. Not one of them should get into the millennium. They have been scattered among the nations that the Gentiles are fulfilled. The times of the Gentiles are gathered back to the Holy Land, unconverted. They will be cast in the God's Ezekiel 22, 19-22, spoken of by Jeremiah and Daniel at the time of Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah 30 and 47, Daniel 12 and 1. Christ causes the great tribulation. He and Zechariah and the prophet associated with the return of the Lord. 44, 31 through 31, 21 to 31. Zechariah 4, 21. Human agent the Lord will use will be the Antichrist. 
Those rules be supplemented by the point out of violence on earth. 15.1 and then 5 and 1 through 21. Then he's broken down the um, time, place, judgment, and result. This judgment here is future. Judgment will be that the cast to the misery upon the Lord. I'm sorry, we're all online because we can't hear you. But mine or me? Might be Felicia's train. I don't know who it is. They're not training, they probably don't even know the phone's on. Felicia just getting on if she's on yet. Well, I don't know who's on there on the train. The phone is just loud. Okay, well, sound like they muted now. Okay, proceed. I'm sorry, but I heard nothing you said anyway. You would come in every ten words and then go out, but go proceed. All right. Okay, so I'm going to start back again. I was on the second reading. It said the Jews. Okay, so judgment number three. He's breaking this down. Each judgment he's breaking down into five categories. He's breaking the five categories out of the subjects, time, place, and basis of judgment and result. This particular judgment number three is a judgment of the Jews. So he's saying the judgment of the Jews, the time is a great tribulation. The place is Jerusalem and vicinity. The basis of judgment is rejection of the Godhead. And the result is their conversion and reception of Christ as their Messiah. This judgment is future. While the church is being judged at the judgment seat of Christ in the air, the Jews will be judged un- under the Antichrist on earth. The Jews are an earthly people as a, the promises of them are earthly. It follows that the judgment must be an earthly character. The basis of the judgment is the rejection of the Godhead. In the days of Samuel, they rejected God the Father, First Samuel 8 and 7. In the days of Christ, they rejected God the Son, Luke 23 and 18. In the days of Stephen, they rejected God the Holy Spirit, Acts 7, 51 and 54 through 60. For their sin, they have been scattered among the nations till the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. When the times of the Gentiles are about to end, the Jews will be gathered back to the Holy Land unconverted and caused to pass under the rod, Exodus 20, 34 through 38. They will be cast into God's melting pot, Ezekiel 22:19 and 22, and passed through an experience spoken of by Jeremiah and Daniel at the time of Jacob's trouble, Jeremiah 34 through 7, Daniel 12 and 1. Christ calls it the great tribulation, and he and Zechariah, the prophet associated with the return of the Lord, Matthew 24:21-31, Zechariah 14:1-11. The human agent the Lord will use will be the Antichrist, the awfulness of whose rule will be a sublime. Subli- Supplemented by the point out of the vows of God's wrath upon earth, Revelation 15 and 1, 5 through 8 and 16, 1 to 21. So again, he's talking about it's going to be the Jewish people in this particular judgment. This is going to be judgment number three. 
that's going to be judged. It's going to take place on the earth. And he talked about how they have also rejected. They rejected God. They rejected Jesus. And then they rejected the Holy Spirit. And then he came back to um, show you that in the Old Testament scriptures in Ezekiel and um, Exodus, <coughs> this was called the... Um, this was called the uh, time of Jacob's trouble. And Christ called it the great tribulation. The result of these terrible judgments will be that the Jews will be called in their misery unpun the Lord, Zechariah 12 and 10. Then Christ will come back to the Mount of Olives, Zechariah 14 and 14, and the Jews will look upon him whom they pierced, Zechariah 12 and 10. And a nation, the Jewish nation, shall be born converted in a day, Isaiah 66 and 8. This will complete the judgment of the Jews. So what he's saying is that the Jewish nation will be converted in a day. That that that, that whole nation as a whole. Hmm. And one day. That's interesting. So judgment number four is the nations. <clears throat> this nation is representing the Gentiles, the time, the revelation of Christ, the place, the throne of his glory, on the earth, valley valley of Jehoshaphat. The basis of judgment, the treatment of Christ's brethren, the Jews, and the results, some nations saved, others destroyed. This judgment is future. The count of this judgment is given in Matthew 25, 31-46. The description of this judgment and the one that is given in Revelation 20, 11-15 are combined by many and taken to teach the doctrine of a general judgment. When we compare them, they differ so widely that it is evident that they do not describe the same event. Well, God has put asunder, let no man join together. The following comparison will show the difference in two accounts. So Matthew 25, 31-46, okay, you got no resurrection. You got living nations judged. The judgment's taking place on earth. No books are mentioned. Three classes named, sheep, goats, and brethren. And this is before the millennium. Now, in Revelations 20, 11-15, it... It is a resurrection, the dead are being judged, heaven and earth are gone, the books are open, one class is named, the dead, and time is after the millennium. So these are the two differences in the, um, the judgments he's talking about, and this is the judgment of the nations. But this comparison reveals the fact that one of these judgments is on the earth, the other in the heavens, and that they are separated by a thousand years. The Greek word ethnos here translated nations occurs 158 times in the New Testament. It's translated Gentiles 92 times, nations or nations 61 times, and heathen five times. But it's never in any instance, unless it is to be this one, applied to either the dead or the resurrected. As this is a judgment of nations only, the Jews cannot be in it, for they are not reckoned among the nations, Numbers 23 and 9. And as the church will be associated with Christ in this judgment for the saints, the church should judge the world, the nations. 1 Corinthians 6 and 2. The church cannot be in this judgment either. As we have seen, the church and the Jews have already been judged. So the judgment of the nations cannot be a general judgment. Who then is as are meant by the sheep? Do they not represent the righteous? And all the righteous from the beginning of the world to the end of time? And do not the goats in like manner represent all the wicked? So, again, he's breaking down the classes of people. He's breaking down the classes um, the wicked representing the nation, the wicked nations, the goats representing the wicked nations, and the sheep representing the righteous nations. And the church is going to be used as a judge to help judge um, the nations. 
If the sheep are the righteous and the goats are the wicked, who then are the brethren? If they are the followers of Christ, as some claim, they should be classified with the sheep. The scriptures teach that the righteous are saved by faith, and the wicked are just because they reject. Okay, the righteous scriptures teach the righteous are saved by faith, and the wicked are lost because they reject Christ. But in this judgment scene, the sheep inherit a kingdom, and the goats are commanded to depart because of their treatment of the brethren. All the confusion is caused by trying to make a judgment of nations mean a judgment of individuals. The sheep represent one class of nations, and the goats another class. While the brethren represent the Jews, Christ's brethren, we must bear in mind the times and the place of this judgment. The time is at the revelation of Christ when he comes to set up his millennial reign, his millennial kingdom on earth. The place is in the valley of Jehoshaphat in the vicinity of Jerusalem. For behold, in those days and in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I also gather all nations and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and part of my land. That's Joel 3, 1 and 2. So he's breaking down. This is not a judgment of individuals, but it's a judgment of nations. Mm-hmm. This prophecy clearly states that there is to be a judgment of nations on the earth in the valley of Jehoshaphat at the time of the restoration of the Jews to their own land, and that the basis of the judgment is the treatment by the nations of Christ's brethren, the Jews. During the tribulation period, the nations that treat the Jewish people kindly, feeding and clothing them, and visiting them in prison will be the sheep nations. But those who neglect to do so will be the goat nations. At the judgment of nations, the king Christ will say to the sheep nations, Inasmuch as he had been kind to my brethren the Jews, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you by, from the foundation of the world. This kingdom is the millennial kingdom that the sheep nations the sheep nations as nations will inherit and possess during the time during that millennium. And as they are to be among the saved nations of the new earth, Revelation twenty one and twenty four it can be said of them that they, or at least the righteous individuals of them, should enter into life eternal. Matthew 25 and 46. Christ's sentence upon the goat nations will be, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels, and that these should go away into everlasting punishment. The goat nations will at once be destroy destroyed as nations, and not one of them should get to the millennium, and the wicked individuals that compose them will perish in, in, in eternal loss. All right, that's done. I'm done. <sighs> Any comments? You know, my question is, when you stated that um, the Jews will be returned back in one day, if we keep in mind that that one day is like a thousand years in God's eyesight, so we can't be... Marvel, that it's going to take like today, today is Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, they're going to be changed. It's going to take that thousand year reign to change them back. You know, when you were speaking of that, that's exactly what that just clicked in my head, too. It's like he, he's going to reign for a thousand years and they're going to be converted in a day. And as you were speaking, that's exactly what clicked in my mind. Mm -hmm. The millennium time. So I guess that'd be the, during the time of the millennium that they will be turned, they'll be changed. They have just 
Well, we do see a lot of change going on since the turn of the century and the things that are our control. Okay. And um, it's getting our attention. So I'm catching up with our marks. And now today is going to be a struggle. You said what about the turn of the century? I said ever since the turn of the century, we have been seeing change. Let it be in the weather. Let it be in our own mindset. The spiritual, the spiritual war is showing itself even more. And then, too, because I think I said the other day, you know, we see animals adapting and starting to act like us, like we used to act with compassion. Mm-hmm. And before, we were always referred to the animals as dumb animals. But we're being a dumb animal. We were given we give we were given the inheritance of having dominion and um over everything down here. Only to do the opposite of what was ex- what was asked of us to do. Yeah. Yep. We have um sins of the fathers coming back to haunt generations down the road. But where here it is you got descendants from White descendants from from Europe claiming what's their land when it was told to them when it was told to their forefathers the land didn't belong to just anybody you know the land didn't belong to any particular person it belonged to everybody just just returning back to the form that you found it but now down through the ages. You had enslaved, they had enslaved people to come over and get free labor. But now it's down to the point of the labor is not free, but you're going to try to pay as little as possible to make the most money off of these people's blood, sweat, and tears. And then to label them, just like they did our ancestors, called us out of our name, called us things that we weren't. But then, too, you look at it, and that's what I say. You have to be careful what you say about somebody else, because what you call somebody else, you really call it for what's in you. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, a lot of different turns and changes and stuff. You got people hiding behind things and other people, but they're being revealed. The covers are being taken off of them. And usually when you have somebody that's that much opposing and you reveal who their true selves are, they are going to put up a fight. So so as each day goes on in this millennium, it's going to be a stronger and stronger spiritual warfare. And we see it every day when we hear about people getting shot up, senseless killings, things that just doesn't make any sense to us now. Here it is, lady said, oh, she didn't know her seven-month-old was in the back seat of the car. 
only only by the grace of God saved the little saved saved the baby because the baby was in critical condition, but they said the baby's doing better now. But how can you get so busy and so lax that you forget where your seven month old child is? And then, too, it's down to the point for where you have a lot of ladies that let the fathers have a hand with the kids, but they need to go back to the old days where the guys didn't have anything to do with the kids until the kids got up and was mobile enough to walk around. But it's just a little bit too much stuff going on, and they think the most important things are lacking. But most of the important things are lacking. Oh. But the way that we look at things now, when we get down to the dollar amount, did you make a profit? Did you good? Did you did you do good in your finances? Okay, then we're happy. But then to look back through the day of what you missed out on, they needed your most attention. And I can say to me, okay, I wish I could make some more money so that way I can cover my finances. But at the time, it seemed like that's not for my place to be for right now. But I am in a place where I can help out my daughter with my granddaughter. I can do some other things. And normally if I, if I was in a car, if I was out making more money, I wouldn't be able to get to it. And if I did try to get to it, it wouldn't get my full attention as what it needed. Uh-huh. But to let somebody see me walking, oh, I'm going to get ridiculed. Let me see not having on the latest or whatever the so-called fashion, I'm going to get ridiculed. But in the meantime, I'm doing some other things that needs that 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 is more important to be done. Mm-hmm. I was um, walking into work one day, and uh, my boss had told me, well, the owner of the place had told me, "Oh, Renee, you got used to walk riding the bus." I said, "No, I didn't." I said, "I was just looking for the positives out the situation." But see, the thing of it is with him, he's scratching his head and wondering, well, how am I making it when I'm on the bus and I make it there and I make it home and I make it to the places where I feel like I need to be. But in the meantime, he has a car and he's so he's so worried about chasing after a dollar that it boggles his mind. Because, <laughs> you know, the first thing they want to say, well, what's she doing? So I may be a drug dealer. I may be this. I may be that. But in the meantime, I know I'm not. But if you're calling me that, you let me know what you would do if the shoe was on the other foot, the things that you would resort to. I mean, so as I told you last week, um, for the people who who feel like they don't have anything or any self-worth or stuff like that. No, for right now, we're being put up as opportunities.
It's an opportunity. Because if opportunity, if, if you speak God's word and you really embody it into your heart, when you come across these opportunities, it's not going to make you feel mad or ashamed or disheartened to go ahead and uplift that opportunity. But if only thing you can do is see opportunity go by you and then like, oh, I'm glad that's not me. Okay, it may not be you now, but that may be the mirror that you are going to see sometime in the near future. So like I said, everybody got a turn. <laughs> and depending on how you treat your opportunities, how you display God's love, follow his commandments, that's what's going to determine on how you get through yours. So like I said, happiness, happiness is just a happiness. It's just for that time spot. You still got a whole lot of other time spots in your life. So as our while we're in our low quiet times, meditative times, it's not for us to feel discouraged, but to be encouraged. Because when he gets ready to take us up out of that darkness and let us be like that growing seed that pops his head up out from that, out from the from from the soil, even that little sprout is looking towards the sun, to order in order to be rejuvenated, encouraged to grow and to flourish and to bloom. So for right now, we're just being um, pretty much trained up for what's what's to come. So that way we can go ahead and give God the glory when when it's all done and Jesus is back. And we can give God the glory while we <laughs> Okay. Uh, here comes the heat. Today you can do everything. Just one click. All right. Guess I'll take prayer requests. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Hora she 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 ko she she ko randa ko sara ka sa ka sa. Hora she 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 Yes, Father, Holy Spirit, Thank you, Lord, Speak to our hearts and rest of the Bless us and rest of the keep us and the prosper house and rest of the Let the word of God reign in our lives and rest of the Let the anointing of Christ rise up inside of us. Let the anointing of Christ rise up inside of us. 
I speak to confusion, say cease and desist in her life and in her household. I speak to confusion, I say cease and desist in her life and in her household. Peace be still. Mm. Peace that surpasses all understanding, be still. Lord, let your word begin to rise up. Keep, anoint. Mm. And pour forth your spirit upon her life and her heart and her family and her household. Father God, I thank you for this woman of God that is choosing you above all. I thank you, Lord, as you continue to use her as a vessel, as the word is increasing in her heart and her life. Holy Spirit, reveal to her how unique she is. Reveal to her how you decide to use her. Speak to her heart and her spirit so she can be the woman of God you call her to be. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I would like one, please. Is that Miss Felicia? Yes, ma'am. You want to pray, Miss Felicia? Yes, please. Hey, Miss Felicia. Just because you said please. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, I'm pushing to the station, to go station, to go station, to go run. Mm. Hmm. Well, I'm going to call you Gideon. And why would I call you Gideon? That's a question. Why would I call you Gideon? Because it's not about the numbers. <laughs> mm. Not looking at what I see. I believe in that he has me. Say that again. I'm not calling about what I see. I'm not calling about my own strength. Well, let me ask you this. How many, what was it that made Gideon finally step out on what God called him to do? Faith. How did his faith increase for him to walk where God wanted him to walk? I don't remember the whole story. Remember his fleece? Yes. He put it out three times? Was it two times or three times? Twice. Because he wanted to be sure. So he was still not 100% sure. But he was trying to verify before he walked out where God called him to walk out on. Yeah. So you're having your fleecing moments. (laughs) 
you hear, you see, and you're going, well, Lord, let me see. If this is truly you, and this is what you want me to do, then do this. Okay, Lord, well, I hear you, but if this is truly you, then do it this way this time. So if you don't at least about five or six times. <laughs> so the Lord is saying, okay, woman, what else do you need to see? And remember, it's a faith journey. Meaning that he's showing you, okay, it's like you're going down, I'm going to just for simplicity, you have to go down path X. That's the path that he wants you to walk down. So you're saying, Lord, well, I walk down path X, but you got to show me path M and do this first. So he's showing you everything in every path. He's not going to show you stuff to manifest, manifest in path X. He's going to show you A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, Y, Z. So he'll, he'll show you things and uh-huh, all these different paths. But path X, the path that you got to walk, he's not going to show you until you walk. The deep side. Woo! Wow. Mm. So, this is what we need to do. We need to begin to eat the Word of God concerning our faith. We need to begin to find His Word concerning faith and begin to confess that over our life. We need to begin to do this, I'm going to say, I want to say daily, but again, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. It might be more than once a day. It might be two or three times a day. I don't know. But you need to get, and I, I think we kind of had this conversation before, but your faith needs to increase. In order for your faith to increase, you need to have a faith diet. <laughs> Just like, like, you know, athletes. When they really, you know, when it's the season, they eat differently when they're in season and out of season. Yeah. When they're training, they might eat a lot more protein. It's beef and steaks, okay? So now you need to have a faith diet. You need to eat a whole bunch of You need, you need to increase. You got a vitamin F deficiency. You need <laughs> <laughs> saying anything bad, but what I'm saying is where God needs you to go, your faith needs to be increased. So you need to do that by beginning to his word regarding faith so that you will give the Holy Spirit something to work with. Right. So your job is to eat it, read it, confess it, meditate on it. That's your job. Now, the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that's going to cause the increase. Holy Spirit is going to be the one. See, he's going to, when you're eating it and when you're reading it and confessing it and meditating on it, then that's giving him something to work with. So now, how does he work? He's going to put you in situations and circumstances. Pause a little bit more before you react and give that extra hesitation. Then he's going to say, well, what did the word say about this? 
Well, what does the word say about that? Well, hi, see, there's that extra pause that you need to take, and that's him to come in and begin to remind you of the word of God and to show you of the word of God. But he can only do that if you are eating it. Then he has something to bring back up to your remembrance. <laughs> See how this works? Mm-hmm. So again, your job is to eat it. Then he's gonna. Then he's see he's directing your steps. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. He's ordaining. He's uh, directing your steps. So he already knows the path that you're on. So now he's cultivating the situation so that it will allow your increase. So now let's be real. Why mm-hmm. do people get a little bit older say I'm gonna I I ain't gonna pray for patience no more? Because <laughs> they go through a low hot situation where there's a whole lot of impatience. They have to learn to put it down. So, as you're eating, confessing on your word of faith, that means you're going to be challenged. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah, you want me to stop there, don't you? There's more. <laughs> and, and see, that's 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 why you keep fleecing. See, you're doing an Erica, cause see, you are you already looking down the road, <laughs> and you said, "I'm going to encounter. I'm looking at the things I'm going through right now, and Lord, you're telling me and showing me this. I mean, the challenge is going to be more great. So you're doing an Erica. You all the way down the street already. Uh, nah, nah. Let me fleece this again. Let me try this again in every other area in the arena. He's not going to do anything in you for X until you walk down the path of X. So that means you come to a point in your walk, you either choose to stand on his word and trust his word regarding what you're dealing with at that point in time, or you don't. I love you, so. Thank you, God. All right. All right. Okay, who wants to pray next? Felicia says she's done. I think we're the only ones on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I might be on mute. I'm not sure. And I think she, and Erica set me up because she acted like with us still on the call. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <I> do, baby. <laughs> oh. I needed that. I needed that. Look, look, you know what? You know one thing that I can say, and we we talk about this on the, on, on the uh, business call, about um, what is it? Not a, 
but it's a phrase anyway. I'm going to just say this. I can't remember the exact term. Oh, I'm talking about you saying word of God and, and things that you need to um, confess over your life. Mm-hmm. This is something you can you can just put on your wall. Three words. Just do it. Because <laughs> uh, rather than doing it, you're going to go fleece some more. Well, Lord, let me go fleece some more. You know what? Just get up and walk and do it. Trust him. You ain't got, okay. you ain't got to fleece no more, girl. He ain't going to show you nothing. He ain't showed you. Just get up and mm-hmm. do do. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> that we have to go through 
in order to achieve that. That's a whole other story. This, our CEOs and all these people who are running these companies and, and the president, and all, yeah, we want these things, but think about the pressure that they're under and the decisions they have to make and their mindset on a continuous basis. Majority of the individuals aren't willing to go through the necessary life training, meaning it ain't just going to a school and learning this. It's life training that you have to go through in order to come up to that level. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, when I did that yesterday, I was like, I literally, I was looking at myself like, okay, I, I was literally, literally like, you know, I'm in the middle of doing something, but I'm looking, I'm observing what and how I'm handling just doing it. I'm like, uh, okay, I have really, really grown. <laughs> that, that's all <laughs> I can say. You know, and, and, but it's like I say, I'm looking at Arthur. You know, Lord, this isn't happening, this isn't happening. He's just handling it. He just ha- he ain't breaking out crying. Oh, Arthur, Lord, ah, Lord, ah, Lord. But no, he, he just, let me do this, let me do that, let me, you know. But see, that happens as life keeps coming at you, at you, at you. And you just keep saying, Lord, I'm going to say it like this. You don't have time to look up because you really are constantly looking up because you don't allow your time to look down. Mm-hmm. So... But I'm saying to you, your fleece moment is because you are looking down. But he's he's transitioning you from the point of where you having these opportunities to look up. He's transitioning you where you got to move. You got to move now. You got to listen. You got you are constantly in communication with him in order to hear from him, so you can see and move. And that forces and your gaze is fixed upon him. That's where he's getting you to. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing in your life. So when you get to that point. You don't even have an opportunity for a fleece moment because you're too fixated upon this gaze because you're recognizing the only way that I can get through this is I got to trust God. I got to believe what he's saying. I got to move. I got to look at him. I got to trust him. I got to look at him. I got to trust him. I got to look at him. I got to trust him and trust that what he says is going to work out. Trust that his word is going to be true. And that's literally it's his own it's a zone that you go into. It's a zone, and that's where he's trying to get you to. But see, you 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 you're unwilling to let go, and I understand it. It ain't it ain't it ain't. You're unwilling to let go. It's hard. It's hard. Like I said, when I when we like I said we finally get get got to the point where we submitting our taxes, which is when Pam started on this about a year ago, and I'm like, oh my God, literally I've been. Not working for body eyes and jobs. Now, this month, these last two weeks, things are really, really, well, this last month, things are really beginning to pick up for me. But the Lord positioned me because I needed to be home to help get things in order. And, again, that's a training thing for me. But, as we, again, as I said, as I'm looking through that paperwork and I'm looking at the transitions of me going from having, what, five people in the building down to one person, and I got thousands of dollars coming out of my pocket, and I'm like, Lord Jesus. And, I, and I'm, as I'm looking at it on paper, I would, I would, if I had to know, I would have stopped. I would have stopped. As I'm looking at it on paper, I'm like, dude, what the hell was wrong with you? But I was focused and fixing. Y'all remember me on the call? I got fifty dollars in my pocket, Lord. I got twenty-five thousand to come up, but I don't know. But I'm going over here to do what I can do today. Mm-hmm. 
what I can do. I got five hours. I can use this five hours to do so. I was fixated on the Lord. What is? What are you telling me to do? Okay, Lord. See, again, time management is a pain for you. You don't want to do it. You don't want to hear. Yeah, I'm cutting you real good right now. But you got to begin to listen to the Lord to because you cannot move and flow with him accordingly the way he desires you to do. So good. What did he do? He's going to burn it out of you. See, the reason I'm saying he's doing that because you got too much inside of you. You're too valuable to him now to be used where you're at. He's got to position you to where he's training you. So he got to get that stuff out of you either willingly or unwilling. And nine times out of ten, it's unwilling. So your fleece moments have run out. They're not running now. Your fleece moments have run out. He said, that's enough. Now you're going to move or you're not. Mm. I guess I'm done now because I really don't cut you up real good now. Well, you can blame that on Erica too because I asked anybody else won't pray and nobody spoke up. <laughs> You know how that work, right? Okay. Anybody else want prayer? <laughs> All I have to do is say yes, and I say yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, just look to the Lord. He will give you what you need. Don't worry about getting out of your comfort zone. You ain't going to have one no more. <laughs> All right, on that note, uh, I'm going to call you back. <laughs> okay. Well, if nobody else wants to, I'm going to say au revoir. How about that? Well, I'll play a song first, and then after that, I'll, get, I'll end it. All right. Have a blast, <laughs> Oh, happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> Look, I, I ain't going to go there. I'm going to just be quiet. Okay, today's Thursday, right? Yeah.
Well, you heard the declaration. It means war, so that's your attitude. So you just go out and do what you got to do. I want to say hallelujah. If nobody else has a prayer request, we will say au revoir. Well, my child wants me to pray for her. Her blue hair self. Looking like a big black smurf. <laughs> oh, not the blue hair. No, not the blue hair. All right, well, let me pray for my child. Hora shira ko mrashi de 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 ko horo mbrande shira ko mbrande ko se shira ko rande ko sande ko se de de ko se de 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 ko mbraka. Hande ko se shira ko se shira ko se shira ko se shira ko se shira. Yes, 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 Lord. Order her steps as you define her steps for who she is. The difference between her steps and my steps. The difference between her steps and her mom steps. There will be many similarities, but there will be much difference. For your hand is forming her and fashioning her into who you are calling her to be, Lord. Continue to groom and grow her up so she can rise up and be used by you in a great and mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm going to say au revoir, and I will holler at you all tomorrow. Peace.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.